Welcome to episode 98 of Experiencing His Victory audio blog with Terry Tinder. This is the place where I read the blog so you don't have to. Today I'll be reading Aaron's Blessing, The Anatomy of a Blessing, from experiencinghisvictory.com, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. Hey, I'm very fired up about this whole topic of blessings. Studying it has stirred up something in my heart that I pray grows and continues. I want to be a person who experiences the full blessing of the Lord in my life. I also want to be a person who blesses others in the name of the Lord so that they can experience life as God intends it to be. I've said this my whole adult life. God is good. I said it even before I came to know the Lord. I said it to my family and friends who were at the graveside service for Suzette and my son, Zachariah Lee, who was born premature and lived for only one day. So here I was, an unbeliever, telling all those who would listen to me that God is good. I told them not to blame God for Zach's death because God is good. Have I said enough? Probably not. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. God wants to bless you. God is in the business of blessing. God is loving, so it's natural for him to want to pour out his blessings on his people. God wants to bless you. As we saw last week, God's the source of all blessing. Everything good flows from him. God wanted to make sure that his people knew his heart toward them. He told Moses to have Aaron bless his children every day of the year. He commanded Aaron and his sons, the priests, to bless them at the close of each daily service. Let's look at the passage and then break down the anatomy of God's blessing to see what it entails. Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, Thus shall you bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and I then will bless them. Notice that it's God who's the one that's initiating the blessing. That's awesome, because he's the one who created us and knows us the best. If anyone knows how to bless, it's God. That is why we want to take the blessing apart piece by piece to see what God's speaking about. The anatomy of a blessing. There are six main themes to God's blessing. Before we look at them, I want to share a couple of fun ideas. The first is that the word Lord is the personal name of God, which was revealed to Moses when God called him to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Yahweh. The second is that Yahweh is used three times in this blessing. Some see the three members of the Trinity in the repetition of the name of God three times. The Father blesses us and keeps us, while the Son gives His presence and is gracious toward us, and the Holy Spirit pays attention to us 
and brings us peace. How exciting! So let's take a moment to look at each of the six aspects of blessing that God wants us to experience from Him on a daily basis. Remember, this blessing was to be spoken on a daily basis to the children of Israel for the rest of their lives. In other words, God wants to bless us with these things each and every new day of our lives. The Lord bless you. We covered the concept of blessing last week and what's a blessing anyway? But I want to hit the highlights again this week. All blessings start with God. He is the one who initiated this blessing, not Moses or Aaron. Blessings are spoken to people. That's why God was having Aaron and his sons speak this blessing over the people daily. Blessings are speaking God's intentions for another. He wants his people to know his intentions toward them. Blessings are a conduit of God's grace. God's mercies are new every morning, and he wants us to experiencing his blessings daily. Blessings always bring increase. He wants us to experience his presence and abundant life. Are you sensing that God is for you and he wants only what's best for you? Are you starting to realize that God has already made all of his blessings available to you and is waiting to pour them out on you? The Lord keep you. The main concept behind this word is God is exercising great care over us. The idea is guarding or keeping in a careful, diligent way. He's always watching over us. This concept brings two passages to mind that speak of God's great care for us. The first passage is Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8. It reads, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. The second is Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Even in the midst of the shadow of death, God is with us and will protect us with his staff and rod. The Lord make his face shine on you 
This phrase has a lot of meaning to it. Face speaks of God's presence. Of course, we don't get to see God's face, but Moses could speak to God as a man speaks face to face. God would descend in a cloud and speak with Moses. The idea is that God wants us to experience his presence on a daily basis. We always have the promise that God will never leave us or forsake us, but this is more than just his presence in our life. It speaks of his divine approval and goodwill toward us. God is looking for an intimate relationship with us. Again, this speaks of his favor. This is the same word that Gabriel spoke to Mary when he greeted her. He says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Luke chapter 1 verse 30. It's also the same word that speaks of Jesus increasing in favor with God and men. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Isn't it wonderful that God is pouring out the same blessing upon us as he did upon Jesus? The Lord be gracious to you. This is a fantastic word in which God describes his desire to show an act of kindness compassion, or benefice to another. It's God's heartfelt response to us. He has what we need, and he wants us to receive it. God shows his graciousness out of his giving nature. It's not something that can be earned. If it was earned, it would be our due. What the Lord is clearly saying is that he wants to give us gifts of grace that are sourced out of him and his abundance. God is a God of grace. He gives us precious gifts that we could never deserve or earn. So often I hear people say that they don't deserve anything from God because of the way they've lived their life. They are so used to earning things and know that they don't deserve what God is giving. Yet God values us so much that he's willing to give us things that we don't deserve. He sees value in us that we don't even see within ourselves. He sees us as we really are, not just the actions we have taken. He wants to pour out his grace on us in ever-increasing ways. The Lord lift up his countenance on you. This phrase has a different focus than the previous one. It deals with God's presence and his attitude toward us. This phrase focuses on the idea of God paying attention to us. He is looking for us. An interesting point some of the word study experts point out is that this phrase also connotes that God is looking at us and smiling. Do you ever think that God is pleased with you? And when he sees you, he smiles? God loves you. You're his child. He looks at you and rejoices. When Jesus was baptized by John, God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but that's Jesus. There's no way God is pleased with me. Oh, yeah? If you're living in a way that's not pleasing the Lord, He's there every single day of your life with every spiritual blessing you need for life and godliness. 
He desires to turn his face to you and help you in your time of need. We're never helpless or hopeless, for God is looking and he's there to help. Lord, give you peace. The more I study the word shalom or peace, the more excited I get about it. The word is so much more than the English word peace means. It's used in the Old Testament 250 times. The basic idea behind it is a massive and it impacts every part of a person's life. The very foundation of this word means completion and fulfillment. It means prosperity, well, health, completeness, safety, and satisfaction. Are you getting the breadth of this word? It's used in the Bible as a greeting and as a way to say goodbye. To wish someone shalom implies a blessing. To withhold shalom implies a curse. This is an important concept. Nearly two-thirds of the usages of shalom describes the state of fulfillment, which is the result of God's presence. This is how God wants us to live in the abundance of his provision. This is what he speaks over the people day after day. Invoke my name. God said to Aaron and his sons would invoke his name on the people and he would bless them. Invoking the name of God means to call upon him to do this blessing. He's the only one who has the ability and the resources to bless us. It seems to be quite a simple thing. If we will invoke his name, he will bless. Look around you. Everywhere you go, there are people God desires to bless. He even encourages us to bless our enemies and those who do us harm. Remember, God takes no joy in bringing judgment on anyone in the world. He sent his son Jesus to pay for the sins of the world. We are to be blessers and not cursers. Next week, we'll look at the scope of God's blessings. Just a forewarning. They're huge. Hey, are you looking for a community of believers who are longing for all that God has available and are pursuing Him with a passion? Do you want to have insights into the invisible barriers that are standing in the way of your spiritual growth? What steps you can take to gain the freedom and healing you desire? a library of resources that focus on the practical aspects of healing and deliverance, monthly live training and Q&A sessions, video courses focusing on specific areas of healing and deliverance, encouragement and support in your walk with Christ, then I want to encourage you to head over to the Experiencing His Victory Academy. It's our three-tiered membership site that includes both free and paid memberships. In the Academy, you'll find a premium course called Healing Your Broken Heart. And what it does is it takes you through the steps of how to heal the wounds in your heart. I'm also adding new videos each week for a couple of courses. The first one's called 30 Days to Knowing Who You Are in Christ, where we study what the Bible says about who you are when you come to Christ. And the second one is 24 Forgiveness Myths Busted. 
There's such an incorrect understanding of what it truly means to forgive, and I want to bust some of the myths that get in the way of you receiving the healing that Christ purchased for you. So for more information, go to experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash academy. That's experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash academy, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be.